thing can happen. Come on, isn't that name wonderful this morning? Isn't that name beautiful this morning? Come on, you know the power that's in that name. Oh, when we speak the name Jesus, when we speak the name Jesus, anything, anything can happen. We praise you this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. It doesn't matter where you are this morning. The name of Jesus is just as powerful in your house as it is in this building this morning. Amen. And if you have a need, if you have something that you need to ask the Lord of, you can begin to call on that name and he will answer because he loves the praises of his people. Amen. And when two or three are gathered together in his name, anything can happen. Amen. And what a joy and honor it is to be able to lift that name up this morning. Amen. And we... Uh, we're so thankful for his presence that we feel in this house today, and I'm thankful for the opportunity to be here at uh, this church, this great church, with you and Brother and Sister Bodie and the entire congregation. Give honor to all of you today, amen, and I am just thankful and honored to stand in this pulpit this morning, and it's uh, what, a, what a time we're going through, but we have the assurance that he's never left us or forsaken us, and today we know that he is with us, and, uh, and it's just good to feel his presence and good to know that he is here today. And so wherever you are, God bless you, and we honor you today. Amen. It's just good to be here and once again give honor to all of you, uh, the music today, so, so good, ushering in the presence of the Lord, and my goodness, just uh, just to feel his touch, just to feel his presence, just to know that he's as close as the mention of his name, brings an assuredness. The songwriter said he soothes my doubts and he calms my fears, amen, 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 and we're thankful today to be in the house of the Lord with you. And for the remainder of these revival services, pray that the Lord would touch us in Jesus' name. And going to 2 Kings chapter number 20, and we'll go to verse number 1. 2 Kings chapter number 20 and verse number 1. Amen. Second Kings chapter 20 and verse number 1, it reads this, In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death, and the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good, in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. And it came to pass, for Isaiah was gone out into the middle court, that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer and have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. And on the third day thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord. And I will add unto thy days fifteen years, and I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria. And I will defend this city for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. 
And Isaiah said, take a lump of figs, and they took it and laid it on the boil, and he recovered. And Hezekiah said unto Isaiah, what shall be the sign that the Lord will heal me, that I shall go up into the house of the Lord on the third day? Isaiah said, that this sign shalt thou have of the Lord, that the Lord will do the thing that he has spoken. Shall the shadow go forward 10 degrees or go back 10 degrees? And Hezekiah answered and said, It is a light thing for the shadow to go down 10 degrees. Nay, but let the shadow return backward 10 degrees. And Isaiah the prophet cried unto the Lord, and he brought the shadow 10 degrees backward, by which it had gone down by the dial of Ahaz. I'll preach this morning for these next few moments on the subject, When God Returns Your Shadow. When God Returns Your Shadow. Amen. Will you lift up your hands wherever you are and just begin to ask the Lord to speak to us today. Ask the Lord to begin to help us. I pray, God, today that you would help me to preach your already anointed word. I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart would be acceptable in your sight today, Jesus. We're grateful for another opportunity to be in your presence, and I pray today your word would not return void. But I pray today, God, that you would let the gifts of the Spirit and the word of knowledge be in operation today. In Jesus' name, I give you thanks, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. 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 You may be seated if you're already seated at home. Amen. Stay seated. One of the biggest enemies of the church is doubt. One of the biggest adversaries of the church today is doubt. The devil doesn't need to mess your family up. He doesn't need to take away your finances, doesn't need to take away your job. But if he can plant a seed of doubt and mess with your family, faith, then he has accomplished his mission. And in the time we're in right now, in the moments of this world that we are all a part of at this moment, there is an opportunity for the enemy to come in and begin to plant seeds of doubt in the church. And there is uh, an adversary that is always looking for a moment, just a moment to come in and begin to test your faith. Simon, I have desired, the, the enemy has desired to sift you, but I have prayed for you that your faith fail you not. And in these moments, we have to remember that it is so important that we stay connected to the source. We stay connected to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because the Bible says that we are the branches and He is the vine. As long as we know who our source is and as long as we stay connected to the source, the enemy cannot touch us. But if he can plant a seed of doubt in your mind, it's not going to work out or we're not going to make it or things are not going to happen, then he has accomplished his mission. He has done what he is supposed to do. And doubt can cast a large shadow. In this season of questions, in this season of not knowing what's going to happen, doubt 
has a way of casting a large shadow on the faith of the saints of God. And if doubt has the opportunity to creep in, it is easy to convince ourselves that God is not able and it is easy to become cynical. One of the frailties of humanity is that in our flesh we often forget that the Lord cannot fail. We often forget that the Lord cannot leave us or forsake us. We often forget that it is impossible for the Lord to go back on His Word. And in our flesh, we forget that if He came through before, He can come through again because we've seen it time and time again when the Lord has come in. Oh, is He going to supply us food? Yes, Israel, He is going to supply you food. Oh, oh, can He ever get us out of Egypt? Yeah, yes, He can get you out of Egypt. Can He give us water? Well, don't you remember the last time He gave you water? And it's easy to forget in our humanity that the Lord cannot fail. And if we ever get the, the, the seed of doubt planted in our mind, it's easy to become cynical. And Thomas doubted when it really counted one time and got a nickname for it. That's not how he ended, but everybody knows him as Doubting Thomas. How would you like to go through life with the nickname Doubting, insert your name, Doubt causes us to look at where we were and who we were and not at who we are and where we're going. My past is so messed up, I don't think I could do anything for the Lord. Or I failed him time and time again. I just don't think that I'm able to be anything that God wants me to be. And my past is so messed up or I failed this many times. And that causes me to doubt myself And sometimes our minds become so overwhelmed with life that doubt begins to cast its shadow on our faith and we forget who we are serving. And before long, we're back to where we started, wondering, is God really able? And is the money going to come in on time? Or is the job situation going to work out? Or is this ever going to happen in my life? Or is that ever going to take place? I need it to take place. And sometimes you've just got to remind yourself that God knows exactly where you are. The songwriter said, I said it earlier, he soothes my doubts and he calms my fears and he drives away all of my fears and and I've got to I've got to come to the realization that beyond the shadow of my doubt where the shadow ends is the revelation that my God can do exceeding abundantly above all that I could ever ask or think beyond my doubt and beyond my unbelief is a grasp of faith that lets me know that God can do anything hear me today you may be in a place where it seems like you have no faith left where it's been crushing your nerves you may be in a place where it seems like God is never going to come
come through. You may be in a place today that it seems like nothing is happening the way it's supposed to be happening. And we've all been there. But as long as you do not begin doubting the promises of God, the enemy cannot take a hold of you. As long as you do not begin doubting that he is a healer, the enemy cannot bring you to where he wants you to be. We've all been there before. But beyond the shadow of my doubt is the belief that God is everything he said he would be. Beyond the shadow of my doubt, there is a miracle. Beyond the shadow of my doubt, there is a resurrection. Beyond the shadow of my doubt, there is a healing. And you've got to come to the revelation that God is stronger than your past. God is stronger than than you give him credit for. God is more powerful than I can know. Hear me, if you are new in this walk with the Lord, if you are just starting in this walk with Jesus Christ, you need to know today that your past is not subject to the laws of man, but your past is subject to the laws of Christ. How, How far is willing God willing to go to show you that he will do whatever it takes? How far is he willing to go to show you that he will do anything that needs to be done? So in your brand new walk with the Lord, when the enemy tries to remind you of who you were, you don't need to worry about that and you don't need to focus on that. But you just need to know that when you went down in a watery grave and your sins were washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ, everything you used to be, everything every every place you used to go, everything you used to do is no longer subject to the laws of man, but it is under the blood of Jesus Christ. And how far is God willing to go to show you who he is? He'll do whatever it takes. He'll go however far he needs to go. He'll do whatever he needs to do to show you that he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all you could ever ask or think. And oftentimes when God does a miracle for somebody, it will be something that only only they will be able to see the proof of. It will be something that they only will know that I know that this was the Lord because I could not have done that by myself. And I know that this had to have been God because that was an impossible situation. I know that this had to be the Lord that was on my side and fighting my battles because there is no way that that ever could have taken place had it not been the Lord who was on my side. And oftentimes when God does miracles for people, it will be something that only they will be able to see the proof of. And you will know that it is an absolute miracle because you know that only Jesus Christ could have done that. And in our scripture portion today, we read that Hezekiah has been a faithful king. His father has been evil. His grandfather did not 
please the Lord, but in this context of Scripture, Hezekiah was different. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel, 2 Kings 18 says, so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor any that were before him. For he clave to the Lord and departed not from following him, but kept his commandments which the Lord commanded Moses. In 18 and 3 it reads, and he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that David his father did. In 4 it says he removed the high places and break the images and cut down the groves and break in pieces the brazen serpent that Moses had made. And unto those days the children of Israel did burn incense to it. And he called it Nehushtan. And now Hezekiah is in the middle of war. And the stress and the fatigue of battle has come on him and he is sick unto death. The prophet Isaiah comes to Hezekiah and tells him you need to begin to set your house in order because the Lord that has said you're going to die and not live. And the Bible says that he turned his face to the wall and Hezekiah began to pray to the Lord saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah begins to weep sore. He begins to weep. He begins to cry. He begins to call out to the Lord. And he begins to say, Oh God! Oh God! And he begins to let his cries and his tears be heard to the Lord. And as he is praying, God stops Isaiah in the middle of the courtyard and tells him to go back and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, that I have heard his prayer and I've seen his tears and I will heal him. And on the third day, Hezekiah will go up into the house of the Lord. And because of your prayers, Hezekiah, I'm going to do three things in particular for you. Number one, I'm going to add 15 years to your life. Number two, I'm going to deliver you and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria. And number three, I'm going to defend this city. And Isaiah said, take a lump of figs, and they took it. And they laid it on the boil of Hezekiah. And the Bible says that Hezekiah recovered. And Hezekiah says to Isaiah, What shall be the sign that the Lord will heal me and that I shall go up into the house of the Lord on the third day? Hezekiah says to Isaiah, Give me a sign that says I am healed. It was not uncommon for them to ask for a sign in those days. And actually, Hezekiah's father got, got, got blasted by God because he did not ask for a sign at one portion in Scripture. And in verse number 9, it's says this, you've asked for a sign, Hezekiah, this shall be the sign that thou shalt have of the Lord, that Isaiah begins to tell him. And he says, the Lord will do the thing that he has spoken, he's going to heal you, he's going to add 15 years to your life, he's going to defend this city. And he says, you're going to be healed, and this is the sign that the Lord will give you. Shall the shadow go forward 10 degrees, or shall the shadow go backward 
10 degrees. You've got a choice here, Hezekiah. What do you want? That the sign that the Lord's going to heal you. You want the shadow to go forward 10 degrees, or do you want the shadow to go backward at 10 degrees? Hezekiah, God's going to give you a sign, and you've got an option. What do you want it to be? Forward or backward? And the word degrees here is interpreted steps, referring to certain steps that were built by his father Ahaz that were visible from Hezekiah's room. And no matter what time of the day it was, he could see what time of the day it was because the shadows would begin to move down the steps. And the shadows would begin to go down. And if it was at this step, he knew that it was going to be this certain time of the day. He knew that he could see the shadow and where it was on the steps where he was laying. And so as he's sick, he he, he begins to lay, he begins to say, well, what do you want? Well, do you want the shadow to go forward 10 degrees? Do you want it to keep going down the steps? Or do you want it to go backward 10 steps? And, and the word steps here and the word degrees are both the same word. Do you want it to go down 10 steps? Or do you want it to go backward 10 steps? And as he lies there sick in his bed, he turns his head towards the window and he sees the steps and then he turns to Isaiah and says okay Isaiah I have seen the shadows move forward like they're supposed to that's easy everybody's seen that everybody knows that the shadow's going to come down the steps and I'll be able to tell what time it is I've seen the shadows come down I see it every day every day that I've been sick I've been looking at those steps I've been watching the shadows descend I've been looking at the shadows go down every day. But let's see, everybody's seeing that. But let's see if God can actually move backward. I have heard, I've heard of God making the sun stand still, Brother Bodie, which was basically making the earth stand still because the earth rotates around the sun. But I have never seen where God turns back the sun. And in verse number 11, Isaiah the prophet cries to the Lord and he, God hears his cry and he brings the shadow 10 degrees backward by which it had gone down in the dial of Ahaz. Some speculate that it was either an earthquake or it was God moving the earth backwards on its axis or it might have been an eclipse or it might have been a reflection of the sun's rays. But hear me today. I believe that God will allow people another chance and return some things that they thought were lost. And here God says I'm going to return some things or in other words I'm going to show you that I have the ability to go backwards see God loves moving forward because he is a progressive God he loves to see his church built daily he loves to see the saints of God progress on a day to day basis he loves to see the kingdom grow he loves to see his children blessed he loves to see us walk forward with faith and opportunity he loves that and that's who God is he loves to see his children grow he loves to 
see progress because he is a forward moving God. But we are often blind to the fact that the Lord has the ability to step into our past and begin to work on our behalf because there are sometimes some things in our past that we say, Lord, what am I going to do about that? How is that ever going to be answered? How is that ever going to be dealt with? That may or not may or may not have been my fault, but that's back there. How in the world am I going to deal with that? And if you're a new saint of God and you're listening today, that is the beauty about coming to the Lord. When you were baptized in Jesus' name and you came out of the water a brand new creation, you are now covered in his blood. And there is no place his blood cannot go. There is nothing his blood cannot cover. There is nothing his blood cannot forgive. And if you will let his blood work in your life, his blood has the ability to reach back into your past and God has the ability to begin to deal with things on your behalf. I've seen it before many times where somebody comes to the Lord and the Lord through his infinite mercy and his grace begins to do miraculous things in their life. I've seen court cases dismissed. I've seen things take place where they didn't even know that anything could ever be done about them and all of a sudden what in the world happened back there? I've seen it happen before and when we usually pray, we usually pray about what God we want to see happen in our future. We want to see what's going to happen with the days to come. And we don't want to allow healing to come into our lives in the appropriate areas of our past. We want to forget about the pain. We want to forget about the hurt. We want to forget about the offense. We want to forget about all the things that happened back there. But here Hezekiah prays something totally different and opposite than what most people pray. He doesn't pray, God, show me what you can do in the future. He says, God, show me what you can do in the past. I want to see what you can do back there. I want to see what you can do in reverse. I know my tomorrows belong to you. I know my life is in your hands. I'm trusting that you are leading me in paths of righteousness. But what about all that back there? God shows him. I am powerful enough to change things in your present, but I am powerful enough that I can even reach back into your past and begin to change some things. That's why the Bible says he's the God of yesterday, today, and forever. He's not changing. He is eternal. He can do anything, anytime, anywhere, to anybody he wants to do it to. Don't you dare put your cap on your faith of what God can do because he is able to help you right now. But he's also able to reach back and do things that you never thought were possible. And I was reading the 23rd Psalms the other day, and I got a revelation. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. 
He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He's leading me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Hear me today, saint of God. You can, you can bank on it. The Lord is leading you. And you can trust in the fact that God is already ahead of you. He knows the end from the beginning. And don't worry about it because I, I know God is leading me. I know every step I take, he's already in front of me. And I don't have to worry what tomorrow holds. I'm not giving any thought to what's taking place tomorrow. Because I know the Lord is already there. And if you have doubt today or if you're wondering the supernatural ability of the Lord, you don't have to worry about it. Come on, I'm telling somebody, God is leading you today. He's leading you by, he's ahead of you. He's already making a way for the job to come through. He's already telling you that, hey, I've got everything in control for your tomorrow. Mm, he restoreth my soul. He leads me. God is leading me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Not only is he leading me, but he is with me. I'm walking confident today because I know the battle is not mine, but it is the Lord's. And when I begin to fight, I don't have to worry about it because I know he is with me. Come on, you don't have to worry about what you're going through right now. You don't have to worry about where you are right now. As long as I know the Lord is on my side. And had it not been for the Lord who was on my side, I don't know where I would be. But I know that the Lord is with me. And if he's with me, I don't have to worry about my adversary. Because I know God is fighting fighting for me. Come on, some of you need to take confidence in the Holy Ghost today and know that God is with you. He's with me when I walk out the doors. He's with me on my job site. He's with me at my house. He's with me when I... He's leading me, but he's also with me. And thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over, and I love verse 6 because it begins to give the complete addition to who God is. And surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me not only is he ahead of me not only is he fighting with me but mercy and grace they're behind me and every step I take I don't got to worry about my past I don't have to worry about who I was all I know is that grace and mercy are following me he's ahead of me he's with me and he's behind me Oh, my past is not subject to the laws of man, but it's subject to the goodness and the grace and the mercies of God. Stop thinking about who you were. Stop thinking about where you were, where you came from. No, 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 no. All you got to realize is goodness and mercy 
are following me. <laughs> Grace and mercy are following me. All I know is he's the same yesterday. He's the same today. And he'll be the same forever. And he proved this when he came down and he robed himself in flesh and died for you and me. And he said, now I'm going to reach back into humanity all the way to the beginning of time and begin to deal with the sins of every person. And he reached back when he died on the cross and his blood covered every past sin, every past shame, every past act, and every past failure. I'm here to tell somebody in the Holy Ghost today that God is not only a forward-moving God, but he is a backward-moving God. And when you were baptized in Jesus' name, his blood covers everything, all your sins, all your transgressions, all your failures. That's why you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. Brother Bodie, we love talking about the great things God is going to do. We love talking about all the things that God is getting ready to do. And I love talking about them. I love seeing what the Lord has the potential in my life to do if I let him. But oftentimes, we don't want to reach back and deal with and put closure on things in the past that we struggle with on a day-to-day basis. Things that nobody else knows about you except you. Things that nobody else has a clue about except you. Those things that when your feet hit the floor every morning come into your mind. Those things that are bondages and are weighing heavy on your spirit. But you know that, oh God, what about that back there? What about all of that? And if anybody else ever knew what happened, I'd be in trouble. If anybody else ever knew about everything that I had gone through, I'd be in a great strait. And we don't want to deal with the offense and the abuse and the pain and the hurt. And the list goes on and on. But hear me today. I believe that the Lord has the ability to restore some things and reverse some shadows in somebody's life. Because in Joel it said, I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten and the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm and my great army which I sent among you. I want to declare to you today that God is reversing the shadows in somebody's life. What should have been isn't and what isn't will be. God is dealing with some stuff right now that you thought was impossible to fix. That you thought you would never ever happen. You're thinking to yourself there's no way that that would ever have the potential to be fixed. And I don't know what your need is today. I don't know what your circumstance is. I don't know what your problem is. But I declare today in the authority of the Holy Ghost and the Word of God, God is turning some things around. God is turning some things around. I declare to you today, God can reverse cancer cells. I declare to you today that God can reverse sickness. I declare to you today that God can reverse the unfair thing that happened. And I declare to you today that God has the ability to turn back your shadow. 
You've been asking for a sign, and, and it's coming to you. You're doubting, but God is getting ready to show somebody absolute proof that he is real and can do anything. And I love reading in Ezekiel 37 about the dry bones that were on the valley floor. Yeah, they were dead. They were dry. And it was only until the Spirit of God breathed life into them that those dry things, those dead things, were totally resurrected. And I declare today the Spirit of the Lord has the ability to go into your valley of dry bones and things that you thought were dead and things you never thought would be dealt with and things you never thought would happen in your life. The Spirit of the Lord, when it begins to move in your life, has the ability to breathe life into some things and totally take those things that were dead and turn them into something that is living. That's the power of the Word and the Spirit of God. When we begin to get into the Spirit and He begins to breathe life into us and the Holy Ghost begins to work on us, anything is possible. What is the proof? The proof is the result. The proof is an Isaac from a Sarah. The proof is Daniel in a den of lions. The proof is Moses at a Red Sea. And there are some people in here and you're watching today and you've had shadows returned in your life. And you can take a trip down memory lane and you can remember when the Lord did some things for you. And it was a testimony that if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. I don't know where I would be today. If it had not been the Lord who brought me through that, I don't know how I would have survived. If it had not been the Lord who had been by my side, I don't know how I would have made it out of this pit. Hear me today. You know that it was the Lord that reversed some things in your life because when you were walking through the valley of the shadow of death, God began to roll back some shadows. God has the ability to return the shadow in your life. God has the ability to return some shadows in your life. Why? Because in John 1 and 1 it reads, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. And that light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. It could not comprehend the Father of lights. And in James chapter 1 and verse 17, it says, Every good and perfect gift is from above and cometh down, listen to this, from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. You don't have to wonder where the Lord is. He's in darkness and he's in light. But he will not. He will not be in a shadow. He has the ability. He has the supernatural ability to reverse shadows in people's lives. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And in him there is no shadow of turning. And in this father of lights who loves to give his 
children perfect gifts. In this Father of lights, there is no shadow of turning. And if God is light, when he comes and he begins to meet the darkness, the darkness cannot comprehend it. The darkness does not know what to do with it. The darkness doesn't know, wait, what do I do? The darkness can't comprehend when God begins to put light in your situation. And I'm hearing the Holy Ghost to remind you today, God has the ability, as the musicians come right now, to return shadows in your life. It's just who God is. Have you ever wondered, what am I going to do about this? Lord, there are some things I'm dealing with right now that happened a long time ago. I don't know what's going to happen now. But let me remind you today, God has the ability to return shadows in your life. Wherever you are, will you stand to your feet right now? Will you lift your hands? And will you just begin to call out to the Lord, say, Lord, maybe I'm dealing with some things right now I don't know how to deal with. I don't know how to work through. Lord, there's some things that are taking place right now that I don't know what to do. But I do know that your blood has the supernatural ability to reach back and go where I can't. So today I'm going to let the blood of Jesus Christ begin to work in my life and let the supernatural power of God begin to do things and take care of things that I can't. And God is returning some shadows today. Lift your hands and lift your voice right now and let's begin to talk to the Lord. Come on, let's begin to call out to him right now. God, I'm tired of dealing with the guilt. I'm tired of dealing with the condemnation. I'm tired of living with those things in my past. Today, oh God, I'm, I'm believing that you're going to help me. I'm believing you're going to be turning some shadows in my life. I'm believing today that you're going to be doing a miraculous work. As the singers begin to sing... Come on, somebody begin to pray that God return some things. And God, I pray return some shadows in my life today. Come on, let's love Him right now. We give you praise, Jesus. We give you praise today, God. God still delivers. He still calms the stormy sea. He still moves mountains. He still sets the captive free. What he did back then, he can do again. His mercy endures forever. Great or small, he still does it all. God still delivers. God still delivers. He still calms the stormy sea. He still moves mountains. He still sets the captive free. 
What he did back then he can do again. His mercy endures forever. Great or small, he still does it all. God still delivers. Small, he still does it all. 